We're back. Yay us. Yay us. But we didn't do anything. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was trying to beat the thing and help that gal at the same time. So, so why don't we just do one instead of, you know, here, ready? Okay. Would you rather be a captain of the football team or a pirate captain? Be a, ca- a captain, blah, blah, blah. be a captain of the football team or a pirate captain? What would you like, Carly? I would be a pirate captain. Would you? For sure. All yeah. right. <laughs> that sounds fun. What do you think? Definitely pirates. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> well, I know very little about football, but there's no way because, first of all, pirates live on water, and I know I'd wind up in the Bermuda Triangle, so I am not going to be a pirate. <laughs> I am not. That is not my forte. Yeah, my days. No, thank you. I will try my attempt at the captain of a football team. That doesn't say what kind. Maybe it could be touch football. You know, it doesn't have to be oh, that's the... true. Yeah. It doesn't say yeah. you're playing either. What? It doesn't say that you're an actual player either. Yeah, be a captain, a captain. of the you football could be a ca- team. You could be a captain that doesn't play. Of the, oh, that's true. Well, I guess it makes yeah. sense too, because like, like how much rum do I need to be able to drink? But where's the rum? The yeah. Bar. What happened to the rum? Captain Morgan. <laughs> My tolerance for rum is, or any alcohol is pretty low. <laughs> Why is the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, but maybe... Bad as, day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> maybe as the pirate captain, maybe I should stay sober anyway. Yeah. Maybe. No, I gotta make ever. other people walk the plank. There yeah. There I mean, that would be fun, too. Totally. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll stay off the water, thank you. I have all I can do to take a... a yeah, to get out a real big pontoon <laughs> in a real shallow lake <laughs> all right let's head for the get the last call before we start we're gonna come back we're, we're gonna take steph's call and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about uh dcm dilated cardiomyopathy because everybody's still hitting the fan with this people and uh, apparently some people have done their due diligence and read some and now understand it more so they're not hitting the pattern but there's a lot of people that are just going off of what other people say and not truly understanding the whole thing and so that's why we're gonna discuss it so Right. Without further ado, let's do Steph, and then we'll get back. Okay, she has a question about a dog's luxating patella. <laughs> yeah, I said that wrong, yeah. too. <laughs> I said lactating. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> luxating. Yeah, Dr. Jessica, well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> right, and I didn't literally understand. I didn't listen to the words I was saying. Hey, Steph, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, guys. No, it's definitely not lactating. All right. That's <laughs> good. good to know. <laughs> so I have a eight-year-old mini poodle, mm-hmm. and she started having problems about a year ago with a luxating patella. Mm-hmm. And we are going to have um, a consult with an orthopedic surgeon. But I'm wondering if there's, like, any supplements that maybe are recommended or something I can help do to help her along that maybe isn't surgical yes yeah and i don't um i don't even know how successful surgery is for these so uh like the the thinking is that uh in some cases and and i don't know if they still do this but they used to think that the like the quadriceps tendon is supposed to ride in a groove and that's what's going to keep your kneecap kind of centralized over your knee Okay. And so in olden times, the thought was that the groove was too shallow or something like that. And so they would literally move the muscle away from the bone, get your little bone chisel and your little hammer Ooh. and carve out a new groove and then kind of tack everything down. Okay. Um, and then nowadays, I think they do a, 
they move the tibial tuberosity. And so basically your quadriceps is the big muscle in the front of your thigh. And then that turns into the quadriceps tendon. The patella is the kind of roundish floating bone that lives in that tendon. And then the patellar tendon is what attaches your kneecap, the patella, to the front of your shin bone, the tibia. So it attaches to this protuberance, this thing that sticks off the front of the tibia. So now I think what they do is they whack that protuberance off and reattach it at a different location to try to tighten up the tension in that tendon. That to me is quite barbaric. Yeah. And and unless, so there are some cases where surgery might be indicated. Patellas are graded on a scale of one to four. And basically when you get to four, it means that your kneecap is out of position and will not go back into position. Mm -hmm. And that is considered a surgical case. Because, Because if your kneecap is not, in its place, it can't bend. <laughs> well, it destabilizes your leg. Oh yeah, and then it's really, really hard to walk when you have a wobbly leg that can't stay straight. So, it, typically, if the kneecap will go back into position at all, I would not personally even think about surgery. Okay, so right now, without ha- we haven't had X-rays done or anything yet. Um, our vet has has said they would say she's a grade two on our way to a grade three. Okay, so, and, so yes. and it's not always out. It happens probably like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and, and so now's your t- now's your opportunity to do something about it, basically. Right, right. As far as the supplements, you mean? Oh yeah, and other things. So so basically, with these little dogs, if you and some people might see this and not realize what they're seeing. If you walk your dog and you see the dog is kind of trotting along, and then they do this little skip every now and then. Uh-huh. Yep, she, or, that's or how it kind started. Of, Yep. Yeah, kick their leg out to the side a little bit, and everybody's like, oh, what, what the heck's that about? That's your dog kicking its kneecap back into position. Oh, cool. This is so common in some breeds that it's actually called the Jack Russell skip. Oh, really? Isn't that cute? Oh, good gravy. <laughs> now, now, some of this can be due to lousy conformation. So if your dog has a very straight hind leg, then the the tendons don't have the correct amount of tension going over that joint. So, for example... This is way more of a problem in bulldogs because bulldogs are bred to have fairly straight hind legs. Like, yeah. that's the breed standard. Right. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to look like. It's not very functional, Yeah, but that's what people want to see in the show ring. So, things that you can do. Since your dog has not been like this all her life, so that would suggest that there's a cause that you can do something about. Oh, okay. So, I would say, number one is food, right? So, um, you, you can't build strong connective tissue without a good diet and so what happens is a lot of times these dogs are put on joint supplements but a luxating patella is not actually a joint problem right it is a tendon problem yeah you have okay. enough tension in your tendons now your connective tissues are tendons ligaments bones and blood and in order to build good connective tissue you better have a very good diet so i would suggest adding some raw food to your dog's diet if not just completely switching to a raw diet. I tried switching her over. Mm-hmm. I do do right now I do my own home cooked diet. Uh-huh. Um, I tried switching her over to is it primal? Uh-huh. She she was she's very picky. Mm-hmm. She was good with it for about a week or two and now she's like, "No, I'm all right." right. And so so what I would suggest is I would contact the folks at raw raw r a h r a w. Okay. 
or at Raw Delivery, which is rawdeliverymn.com. Okay. Contact them. They are very good at helping you get your dog switched over to raw. The, oh, those pre-mixed raw foods do have some issues. And so it's okay. not going to be the right answer for every dog. Yep, yep. Um, okay. okay. So that takes care of that. Step two, take your dog to a chiropractor. Oh, okay. If they have to use their legs differently because they're accommodating for some something going on in their spine, a lot of times that will make dogs... So, so, for example, if your dog has lower back pain, they will straighten out their hind legs just a little bit in order to ease the stress on their back. And when you straighten out your legs, it makes your kneecap more likely to come out of position. Mm-hmm. So, go to the chiropractor. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to ask you. I know this is such a stupid question. No, there's no stupid question. No, is this... Is there like a pet chiropractor or oh, yeah. chiropractor? Yes. Or okay, it's not yes. like a regular no. chiropractor. It's like a pet chiropractor. Well, it is. And so basically in Minnesota, um, if you are a uh, human chiropractor and you have taken the animal chiropractic course, you are now qualified to work on animals. And I will bet you 100% your vet has a chiropractor who they refer to. Okay. If not, email me. I can certainly make the referral. Okay, okay. There are... Okay. I mean, half the chiropractors in the state have done the animal chiropractic course because it's in Wisconsin. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So, um, so, so definitely like go to a chiropractor, get set up. I always recommend at least three adjustments, maybe four, because that kind of gives you enough adjustments to tell, yes, this is helping or no, this doesn't seem to be doing anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then as far as supplements, so supplements that build good connective tissue can be difficult to find because again you don't need necessarily you don't need a joint supplement you need something that builds connective tissue so um the ones that i know of are from standard process so i in these kinds of cases i use uh ligaplex 2 which is l-i-g-a-p-l-e-x ligaplex 2 calcium lactate and then okay. and then the third supplement of theirs that I use is called collagen C okay and so those three together are kind of my trifecta for lexating patellas because they will provide nutrition to the tendons and basically help strengthen them Excellent. This is so. so this is now, such good information. Thank now, you. In order to get standard process supplements, you need to go through a healthcare provider. So okay. I would uh, see if your veterinarian has an account with Standard Process. If not, your chiropractor. Okay. And um, depending on where you live, health um, food stores. Uh, they're food? they're not available at health food stores. Oh, are they? No. Okay. Uh, the the person who owns Sassafras has an account with Standard Process, yeah. so they yeah. sell stuff over the counter. Yeah. So the health food store in White Bear Lake, or I'm- the. Northwestern Health Sciences University in their in the campus bookstore. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have standard process supplements and that's in Bloomington, I think. Okay. This is this is excellent. Thank you so okay. much. I you so betcha. appreciate it. You bet. Thanks. Thank you. Take Bye, care. Bye bye. Bye. Yep. Supplement, supplement, good diet, everything. Okay. Let's see. Who is the resident scientist on the Muppet Show? Who is a resident scientist on The Muppet Show? We'll be back. Apparently, Carly likes this one. He's a beat bopping on the other side there. I'll be day. Who is the resident scientist on The Muppets?
I know this one, I think. Do you? Um, well, I know it's a duo. Okay. Well, like, he always had, like, his little sidekick. Okay. So, isn't it Dr. Bunsen and Beaker? Yes. Right? Yeah. Dr. Bunsen and his, you know what his last name is? No. Honeydew. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew oh. is his last name. But the first one that came into my mind was Beaker. Yeah, I, knew, I remember Beaker. Yeah, but a Beaker, I didn't realize I that. I didn't know Muppets had last names. Yeah, no, he has Dr. Bunsen well, Beaker. Yeah. I knew he was the doctor because... Dr. Bunsen... Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, right? Or something like that? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Beaker because he never. you could never understand him. Beaker, I don't... He was like, me, 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 me. Yeah, exactly. That's the way my grandson sounds sometimes, some days. And it's just like... Like, did the Swedish chef have a name? No, he was the Swedish chef. The Swedish you? Swedish? Yeah. No. I I love I love the Muppets. And have you ever seen the Muppets Christmas Carol? I have. Oh, I love that. It's show. so cute. I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. I grew up with the Muppets. Well, yeah. I should say the Muppet Babies. The Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah, really? but it was the same thing. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, oh my they, God, I don't know. I remember when the Muppet Show was actually on TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've had a lot of a long run, for gosh sakes. Well, isn't it fifty years this year? I don't know, Something maybe. Like that. I can't remember. I can look it up. Okay, well. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. okay, DCM dilated cardiomyopathy, which I am so impressed with myself that I can I say know, it's it. a lot of syllables. Yes, it is. I am so impressed. I look at how long it took me to say antiplasmosis. Took me a long time to you say mean that. Anaplasmosis. Oh no. See, I screwed <laughs> it up already. Oh well, let's say okay, we don't get any people confused here. Okay, we're talking about DCM. It's huge. It came out in July where the FDA uh, uh, said that you know possible grain freeze foods were caught in causing dilated cardiomyopathy. Well now dilated cardiomyopathy existed before grain free foods were invented. Yes, yes. And, um, and certainly they occur in dogs who are eating grains, mm-hmm. so it's not ex- exclusively a grain-free food thing. All right. Because um, a lot of people are going into the stock, scrapping the grain freeze now. That's and because going, that's what veterinarians are recommending. I know it. I but, know it's, it. but it's just sort of, um, uh, you know, it's kind of everybody hitting the panic button without um, a whole lot of thought. Thought? Or, or not looking, not reading, empowering themselves, and just... You know, I just hate when somebody screams, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and everybody follows that person and doesn't understand, look into, like, okay, what is, why is the sky falling? What, uh, you know what I mean? In looking right. into any scientific proof or just research that has been done, which none has. Now, they are trying to do it well, now. They're, they're they're doing research, but basically they but still, nothing. even after a year, they have not come to any Conclusions. conclusions. Okay. Um, which so, is, give me your take on as a from a veterinary side, you know the, the thing, you know, and I know you're all into raw diet, but a lot of people, you know, still are, you know, on the conventional dry, you know, kibble, and maybe with an occasional, which is good, you know, raw in there. But so we got to settle this down because unfortunately, you know, they went and named brands that were that this brand, and it's all grain free. That is in question, not just particular brands. Well, but okay, but like I said. Dogs who are eating foods with grains are also getting dilated cardiomyopathy. Okay, yep. So okay. so it's not exclusively a grain-free food problem. It's, right. And, and it's not like dilated cardiomyopathy is a reportable disease. So you would have to collect data about all cases of dilated cardiomyopathy and then find out what those dogs were fed. Okay. So, so far the research is inconclusive. So they're thinking that there are possible links to uh, 
the foods that contain legumes, but it's not all foods that contain legumes. Some of it matters like where the legumes are in the ingredient list. There's also possibly a link to foods made with lamb. Mm -hmm. Um, And also um, kangaroo also seems to be like a low taurine meat. Mm -hmm. So there is some connection between taurine levels in the food possibly but my understanding is that the uh, when they tested the diets that the dogs were eating who got dilated cardiomyopathy the the diets did not necessarily test out as being low in taurine right okay certain breeds of dogs are possibly more predisposed Mm -hmm. um but even that is like super inconclusive and now that we all have dogs who are mixes of every breed under the sun yeah um so it's just, it's harder to make statements about these things. So basically, like this article in um, the Whole Dog Journal, it's uh, the title is Diet Dogs and DCM. And this is, I think from, isn't it from their most recent issue? So, um, so Mary Strauss and Nancy Kearns just kind of took it upon themselves and did some research to like see what the current state of the information was since so far the FDA hasn't come out with any um, conclusive statements. Um, And I think like, like it's kind of the most sensible advice is basically the problem seems to be feeding your dog the same food for its whole life. Exactly. Like that's the big deal. And so you're, this is why Katie and I have always cautioned people to change your, your diet frequently. Yeah. So that you don't run into some weirdo nutritional deficiency or overdose that you are not going to have any control over. And so variety in the diet seems to be, once again, the key to health. Well, it is. And that, that's, mm-hmm. that's why when people say, oh, we're not going to feed this brand because it was mentioned, you know, in the, I think there was 16 different, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, brands that were named. Right. So, but what they, what people don't are missing here, it's not just the brands. It is the, you know, the, the grain freeze and grains are in question. All that means all dog food, all dog food from any, right. any source. It's not just a brand thing. And so that's, and then like right. I said, the more they, cause right here on, on this one here, this, uh, this is by Kate, uh, Kangas. Uh, DVM, CVA, CVCP, San Diego. She says, link does not mean cause. It's very important to understand that the link or correlation does not equate to direct cause. First of all, there are numerous chronic diseases and health conditions on the rise in both pets and people. It is no secret that heart disease, cancer, and autoimmune disease are being seen far more frequently these days in both humans and our animal companions. This can be attributed to numerous combinations of factors, including per Uh, Progressive levels of processed foods, exposure to toxins, chronic stress, overuse of vaccines, overuse of antibiotics, causing a deficient micro... The micro... Microbiome. Thank you. Status for all of us, etc. All right. And then secondly, grain-free pet foods are much more popular for, you know, for good reason than ever before. And with more pets eating grain-free foods and more diseases being identified, it can, it can appear to be linked with just these two factors alone. But there's so much more to the story. Right. And I think, you know, this is the difficulty with investigating uh, things that have more than one cause. 
So what you know when you do scientific investigation, you have like one hypothesis, and then you either either prove that hypothesis true or false. But that's like one thing, and then you have to go on to the next thing that you want to investigate. Yeah. And so it's very difficult to look at something that has so many factors and try and figure out like is this just like she's saying is this just correlation or is it causation right so i think it is a big challenge so variety in the diet seems to be a good idea now part of this honestly i think some of this is possibly political because somehow in a lot of the veterinary literature there's like this one food that's made by purina like pro plan or something like that that somehow is the recommended food to feed all of a sudden i'm like and how did this one that's never been a fantastic diet how did this rise to the top i think some of this has to do with the battle between purina and blue buffalo yes so if anybody watches tv with advertisements anymore you see purina and blue buffalo basically are kind of yeah. Going back and forth in the Blue Buffalo ads, they directly compare their foods to yeah. Purina. Yeah. And Purina has sued the crap out of Blue Buffalo and Blue Buffalo has sued them back. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, this may very well be Purina finally saying we are going to now get rid of you because we have deeper pockets. <clears throat> We're a bigger company and we are going to take you out. Yep. And that's the thing is what I, I don't get is that isn't that just something it's like the game of telephone what starts at the beginning and what it is nothing near at the end. Yep. But then and then somebody says, Oh, that painter, you know, da 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 and and, and uh, it, because of the, our media now you know, things can go so fast and can just spiral. Oh, sure. Yeah, because everything is sound bitey. Right. And so then the thing is, is people are like, oh, 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 oh. But but nobody's taking, instead, you know, people want to believe the bad before they believe the good. And so that's why I, this really ha- has me just upset that, you know, like like Nutrisource uh, obviously was shown on one of the shows. And so a lot of people don't want to feed Nutrisource because it was, you know, named, you know, in this. And it's like, no, it's all grain foods. It's all processed foods. Is it? There is, you know, the, and there it leaves clean. Some more that you can rotate, just like small dogs. For some reason, she, that one caller said, you know, she was doing fine on for, on feeding that for a week, and then all of a sudden she put her nose up. Most little dogs, I've got two of them. You feed the same thing for three days, the fourth day they're gonna look at you like got something else, you know. So that's why I feed one thing in the morning, one thing at night, or you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'm rotating. I've never had my dogs turn their nose up to anything I fed them because I'm always rotating, and that's the thing to do. And so that's why with the cardio diet diet. I almost (laughs) dilated cardiomyopathy. You know, people just need to empower. And so that's why you can go to whole dog journal dot com. They've got a great article. Hemopet. H E M P O pet. Yeah, H-E- just just try hemo pet. Okay, H E M O P E T. Thank you, hemo pet. But then you got to think too. Like so far, there have been. Have there even been 600 cases? Right. Out of all the millions of dogs there are. Yeah, and this has just somehow blown up. Yes. And that in and of itself kind of makes me suspicious that it's some sort of a political play. Yes. Because it's, uh, you know, the millions and what is it, 7 million dogs and there's 600 cases? Exactly. It's just like, come on, people. This just doesn't add up. And so that's why it's just like, I just think we've hit the panic button. And I was really surprised when I've talked to some of these pet stores that how people are just, whoa. And I'm just like, okay, we got to settle the waters down here because this is just getting way out of hand that people just don't, aren't understanding. And the more you can rotate, the more often most people feed the same thing for at least two, three months. You know, no, what you want to do is there again, the dogs are put on this earth to be 
scavengers to eat everything and anything and never get sick. But then lucky them, when they would bring them into the house, feed them the exact same thing every day. Well, there's something's going to give and something's going to happen. So the more faster you can rotate, like weekly, your food, the, or even more, the, the, the better. But anyway, so if you got any questions on this, please give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. If you want any, have any input on this cardio, a dilated cardiomyopathy. We'll be back. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering the canine questions. We have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right, and we're talking about DCM, dilated cardiomyopathy, and we got a couple of callers that have uh, called in, so that's good. We want to want to talk this, talk about this. All right, it's not a scary thing for PD sakes. Everybody hits the panic button, and then usually do, do you know do, you know swing so far the other way that can cause a whole nother problem. So anyway, okay, who's first up? Okay, um, let's take June, and June just has a question about the. DCM. All yeah. right. Hi, June. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Katie. All I'm right. Doberman person, I hope, still. See? What? <laughs> uh, oh, the do- oh, this is June, the Doberman person? Yes. Oh, June, yes, I haven't from, seen you. Uh, yes. Well, I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. <laughs> I know. I listen to your show every Sunday. Oh, though, thank you, June. Where are you living now? <laughs> oh. um, I'm in Badness Heights. Oh, Badness Heights. Okay. Kind of around. Oh, good. Okay. You know, uh, always busy on the weekends, but needless to say, um, DCM yes. is huge in Doberman. Okay. And right now, we are doing a lot of genetic testing to see about cardio, whether, you know, the, the dog actually carries the cardio gene, and I understand there are two of them. Okay. That all aside, let's say that the Doberman doesn't carry the cardio gene, period, so it should be clear of the disease. If it eats a grain-free food, there's no chance it could get cardio, could it? Well, you know, it, it all depends on what is causing the problem. And so just because they, they've analyzed these foods and found that taurine levels are adequate, it doesn't necessarily mean that that taurine is bioavailable, right? Because it's not going to be in the food as an isolated amino acid. It's going to be attached to other things. And so, you know, it could be something like um, like this suspicion about the legumes, right? And so the right. legumes in grain-free foods, how would those affect the taurine to then cause dilated cardiomyopathy? So then it would be, if it's a nutritionally induced disease, does there have to be a genetic predisposition? Yeah, that is my question. Yeah, That is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I do not know. And because and I, I think like, you know, way back when in the 90s, when there were problems with the lack of taurine in pet cats, foods. In the cats. Right, started in the cats. But yep. then in the dogs, problems were mainly seen in golden retrievers and cocker spaniels. Mm-hmm. But in dog generation time, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I I think the answer is that it's impossible to say. Yeah. And right. I I would just be careful with any dog. Mm-hmm. 
as far well, as absolutely, well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, oh, as, as far as as far as like like Katie, I don't think that you could say, well, my dog does not have the genetic marker for this disease. Therefore, I'm going to feed my dog the same grain free diet day in day out for the rest of his oh, life. Okay, okay. I think no matter what, that is a recipe for some sort of disaster. Right. Well. No, I uh, because of Katie, um, I feed uh, different food, a different brand of food, every single day. Because Perfect. I figure if there's something wrong with one food, then it's not going to hurt it for one day. Exactly. Exactly. But Perfect. Needless to say, you know, DCM is a huge problem, and so if there's any discussion on it, any research on it, I want to know. Yeah. And so that's why that so, what Hemopet, right? H-E-M-O-P-E-T dot org. Dr. Jean Dodds, she's really put together oh, yeah. Yeah, a good uh, article. And there's a lot of good articles coming out. And that's why people, until they literally, but how do you, when it comes to health, there's so many variables in humans and in uh, in our pets. Well, I think there's yes. a lot of articles coming out. I'm not sure how fantastic they yeah. are. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, so far we'll, we're still in this situation where everybody's like, there's no conclusions. There's no conclusions. Right. You know, don't draw any conclusions from what we're about to say. And what we're about to say is that everything's still under investigation and we don't know. See, and I, see and I know that uh, two weeks after the FDA came out, because Nutrisource is a family-owned company, they bumped up their terrine and all their, uh, all their, their uh, right uh, formulas. Right, they bumped uh, right. up. Uh, they didn't wait to say, wait to see if it, you know. So they, that's what's so cool about a family-owned com- company. Now, 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 something that that could be done pretty easily is, um, you could always feed or add terine. raw heart to your dog's diet. Okay, raw heart? Yes. Okay, that has a lot of terrine? Yes, it does. And in fact, all meat is rich in taurine. Okay. But the heart muscle is perhaps uh, even a richer source of taurine. Okay. So that's something that is pretty, pretty easy to do. In this one article I read, they did say that Obviously, the processing of dry food kind of does a number on the amino acids, mm-hmm. but then freezing as well can possibly reduce the levels of taurine. I have a, I have a, now, Nutrisource in the Purina line, they have chicken hearts, freeze-dried chicken hearts. What, what do you think about that? Who knows? Who knows what the freeze-drying process does? Oh, this okay. is the thing. This is the great unknown. We have no idea what effect any kind of processing does on any Anything. of our food. Right. But I think that... Since since meat is like the original source of taurine, mm-hmm. so it's not that hard to get a hold of some sort of heart, whether it's beef heart, okay, uh, chicken hearts and turkey hearts. I'm not so like 100 percent sure about, you know, because chickens are slaughtered at like eight weeks, okay, and they're fed crap. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, but you know, beef heart, bison heart, mm-hmm. those might be good things to get a hold of. And okay, d- d- off the top of your head, I don't know if you have this answer. How much would you give the average dog? About how often? About like say a beef heart or bison heart? How much? Every day, every other day. I, I, like you know, what, what are you talking? A couple tablespoons? <laughs> four ounces? Four ounces? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be a tremendous amount. Okay. And what about just getting taurine? I saw at one of the pet stores are starting to sell taurine yes, to add yes, on to the. Yes, that's true. And I, I'm just you know I'm not a fan of these synthetic supplements. Okay. So it is. So if you're if you buy a bottle of something and it says taurine powder, all right, and the ingredient yep. is taurine, yep, is it 
was it made from meat? Is it made in a laboratory? Is it a mirror image? Is it an isomer of taurine as it's found in the body? Because, you know, we don't eat amino acids. We eat food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm always a fan of using food as a supplement. All right. But taurine comes from meat. There are no plant sources of taurine. All right. So, okay, June, any, any, yeah. you want to add anything to this discussion? No, no. Uh, you basically confirmed my um, uh, kind of thoughts on it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Don't draw any conclusions. Now, do you have any dobies right now? Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. Okay. Of course, I do. Okay. Well, I so, don't know. You know, sometimes. And, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's been DNA tested, and she's got uh, one clear gene and one affected gene with DCM. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm always on my toes for it, but uh, um, I'm happy about the one clear gene. Yeah, that's that's a happy dance, happy dance. Right, right. But that means that that you can have a tremendous effect on this dog. I mean, even if the dog had two affected genes, you don't have to... You don't have to live out your genetic potential. Right, right. You can control it with diet and supplements and and lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Very true. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, kiddo. Good. What do you think? Very, Thanks very, for- very helpful, Katie. You're doing great. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jude. It is great talking and hearing from you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, Jude, boy, I've known her a long time. Neat lady. Very nice lady. All right, where are we at there, ma'am? Uh-oh, she's... Are you breaking apart in there? I'm breaking. I'm breaking. breaking. Uh-oh. Falling apart over here. Oh, no. Where's my... What I was going to use here? <sighs> I could just spit. My marker fell out. And so now, hold, now, this is not good radio. This is not good radio. Okay, here we are. There we go. Okay, now I don't have my glasses on, so I'll, I'll try real hard with this. Okay, which British sitcom was remade as Three's Company? Which British sitcom was remade as Three's Company? Be back. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon, and our Carly is dark outside. Oh, no. Okay, which British sitcom was remade as Three's Company? You're familiar with Three's Company, correct, Carly? Uh, I assume it has three people. Three's Company. You Really, you don't, oh, you don't know Three's Company? No. She's too young for oh, that. Oh, Lordy, I thought that would be, uh, because, boy, the reruns, I love, you know, Jack and the girls. Oh, oh my gosh. It, um, in, in retrospect, it's really stupid, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, what? Okay, do you have any idea who it is? I have no idea. Oh, it's called Man, Man About the House. Was oh, it never Man heard of it? Okay, house. yeah, okay. isn't that something? Now, this one I want to... Which fish has a starring role in a 1988 hit movie? Which fish? Flounder. Nope. Oh. <laughs> what? Do I don't know. Idea? Which fish um, has a starring, uh, a starring role great in a white 1988 shark. hit movie? Oh. Piranha. Jaws? Nope. Ready for this? What? Uh, a fish called Wanda. Oh, Remember yeah. That? A fish called Wanda. Wait, what? when did that come out? 1988. Yeah, 1988. that was when I was born. Okay. Well, you do watch other movies that are... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know. All right. I'm aging Wanda myself. Was funny, though. Fish called what, uh, It had a I'm, John Cleese was in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. I know Monty Python. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. look at that. I know Yay. that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good gravy. Life of Brian. Okay, Tis but a flesh movies. wound. There you go. <laughs> 
Thank you. Uh, now, the the big thing is, not, not Dr. Jess, let's sum up the DCM. There's, well, you really can't sum up what we've been talking about here. And bottom line is, it's not the company that it uh, for food it's not like stay away from a certain company that's going to put you know your dog right. into dilated cardiomyopathy right. aka like i said nutrisource was featured on uh, a tv thing so everybody's like whoa i said no 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 it's all processed dog food every company every yes. bag every brand this affects everything correct mm-hmm. yes Yep, and so then the thing is, is that it warrants rotate, 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 right. rotate. Yep, and so... Uh, and, and outside the brand, too. Mm-hmm. So you can't always feed the same brand either. Yep. Um, but just, you know, start introducing things to your dogs slowly if you've never changed their food. Right. But you should be able to switch your food at least weekly. Yep. And then if you're looking at your Labrador retriever and you're thinking... But I buy a 40-pound bag of food. No. Well, you better make room for it in your freezer. (laughs) And that way, you know, you can just put out enough in like a mason jar or something like that. Just put out enough for For a a day or two. And then then feed something else. And you should have, if you're going to feed dry food, you need to have three or four open bags in your freezer. Yep. In order to keep the food fresh. Or just buy the eight pounders. You know, buy two eight pounders because then you're going to go through it quicker. Yeah. That you won't even need to go into the freezer. You just burp the air out of it, fold it over, and close it. You know, and so like if you've oh, got gosh, a big... I, yeah, I just, I can't deal with that. I would put it in jars, honestly. Oh, oh okay. Because that's what I used to do back when I was still feeding my cats dry food, back when I had nine cats. Yeah. And I would buy the tiniest bag of grain-free dry food that I could, and mm-hmm. then I would bring it home, split it up into like... Eight or ten little jars in my cabinet, and then each jar would only be, I would only be opening that lid and letting air hit that food for one or two meals, and that would be on to the next jar. Yep. And so people don't realize how much, the minute they open that bag, how it starts going rancid and and, and stale, the the dry food. Pet food becomes nasty very quickly. Very quick. And even if you're like, well, I roll that, I roll the bag up tight. Yeah, no, no. You know, and I keep it in the closet, like, ooh, yuck. And then you also, you don't pour it into a plastic bin because yeah. the minute you pour it into a plastic bin, you're thinking that's keeping it, you know, from going stale and going rancid. But remember, I think you guys should put your thinking caps on, is that when you pour it into the plastic bin, plastic is porous. So the fat, you know, that's why dog food is shiny. It's sprayed with fat. And so then the pores open and grab that fat and holds on to it. And then as you go through the dog food, then when you pour the next bag in, those pores that grabbed that fat before release it. And now it's rancid and yucky and so now yeah. you're now the new dog food is becoming yucky type right thing. and plus you probably noticed that when you ran out of dog food and decided to wash your bin before putting the new bag in you know how it kind of smelled like death and you mm-hmm. couldn't get rid of that odor yeah that's rancidity that you're, is gross right and i tell people that that okay set the bag in there if you have to but don't pour it in there and that equates to everybody you know the tupperware bowl that has that uh, italian spaghetti stain at the top and you scrub and scrub and scrub and you can't get it out well when mm-hmm. you, what you did is you put that in uh warm the sauce warm and so those pores open and grab that fat and brought it in and then it won't release it unless you bring a fat level up again to that where it'll reopen those pores so you can scrub it so yeah it's just it's a it's crazy is what it is. So anyway, we got one. Maybe we can squeeze in. Oh, she left. <laughs> oh darn. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But I want to tell her to call um, Dr. Jess. Jess, how can they get a uh, hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. Was that the person who had a question about the torn cruciate ligament or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 
So what you uh, what you mentioned earlier, would those be supplements for her? Uh, they might actually, okay. yes. Uh, sometimes uh, specifically though, sometimes other things. But honestly, for if if your dog has a has been diagnosed with a torn cruciate ligament and you're thinking about surgery, mm-hmm. and I will say it's always presented as if it's a burning emergency, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You are always told, "Oh my God, we need to get your dog into surgery. We need to get this done now, now, now." Right. Um, okay. As long as nothing's bleeding, mm-hmm. that kind of takes the emergency out of it yeah. for me. So <laughs> okay. stop, breathe. And go to the website, tiggerpaws.com. Tiggerpaws. Tiggerpaws. T-I-G-G-E-R-P-O-Z.com. And that is the website that helps you decide, does my dog really need surgery or not? Okay, Tiggerpaws. P-A-P-O-Z. P-O-Z. Yeah. Oh, okay. P-O-Z. Yeah, Tiggerpaws. T-I-G-G-E-R-P-O-Z.com. And... And that is exactly what it's about. It's about um, non-surgical rehabilitation of cruciate ligament damage in dogs. Okay, that's good. So, um, I mean, I, I obviously, I treat these dogs in my office, so I look over the whole animal. Um, obviously, getting their weight down. Yes, is, that's but, huge. But, right, huge. But, right, but it's not something that you can do within a couple of days, oh, right? right? So that's kind of a long-term I, I know, but strategy. Still. But then people should be working on having not non-fat animals right now today so in case this ever does arise you don't have yeah so yeah well if you can and a lot of times overweight is what causes this correct that's part of it yes that vaccines processed food okay so that also go watch the documentary pet fooled uh well worth your time it's not a long movie um and then um chiropractic care of course uh if your dog has injured one of their hind legs or both then they're going to be straining their back to compensate. And so you need to take them to a chiropractor so that they can walk normally again. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, this whole um, uh, physical rehab process that you can do to kind of get them walking again. But like I had a client come in a couple of weeks ago with both dogs had uh, damage to their cruciate ligaments mm-hmm. and both dogs were significantly overweight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there you have a lot of, different things to work on. You got to work on their diet. You have to give them specific supplements. And at the same time, you have to practice feeding them less and walking them more. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Feeding less people feed less. And when you try to get weight off a pup, a dog, you want to feed the bulk of their food in the the morning and less in the, you know, in the evening. So they're not going to bed at a full stomach that that just sits there. And even though you're thinking, well, you know, he eats more in the evening. Well, you, you could, who's Who's in charge of that feed dish? You right. can get it squared away, no problem. Right, and you know, I mean, how many people have said to you, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to exercise him more, I'll walk him more. Yeah. You know what, your fat dog does not want to walk more. Yeah, no. So you have to do both of them. You have to cut back on the amount that you're feeding. You can't just depend on exercise to kind of make up that difference. Oh, yeah, Because you know what, life is going to happen. And then you're going to say, gosh, I was really good this, you know, last week, but this week I've only had time to walk the dog twice. Yep. And there goes your whole exercise plan. And then we're in the unfortunate situation where the days are shorter. Where, yes. Look at how dark it is out there. I know. And so what are you going to do? So, but see, there's so, a lot so what we should be doing is, you know, this time of year or actually, you know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody should have been starting to cut back on the amount that Mark, you're feeding, feeding your dogs. dogs. Because yep. guess what? We have lower exercise days ahead. Yes. Um, just because that's the way it is here. Right. And then, like I said, there's some books out there that can help you. You can 
use things around the house to make like little agility courses. Mm-hmm. And you don't want anything like you, when you got an overweight dog, you don't want them like the more they jump onto a couch and off to a couch and onto a bed and off a bed. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's that screams to me that something's going to pop. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. And there are a lot of people who say, you know, oh, you know, but we have, you know, two and a half acres fenced and the dogs can go out and do whatever they want. Bumming around and sniffing here and lifting a leg there and, yeah. you know, chasing a squirrel and then, you know, that roll, is not rolling something dead. That is not the same amount of strenuous activity as being on a leash and, and going for a walk where you are going to have to truck along for even a 20 beat. minutes or half hour exactly at a steady pace without taking that break. Right. Which means that taking your dog for a walk does not mean that you're on your phone and your dog is, you know, 10 feet ahead of you. Right. Doing the exact same thing, right. peeing on things, rolling into right. things, And not hitting a beat, you know, not getting the cardio right. up and such like that. Right. But actually, burning calories. Right. But actually expecting your dog to walk at a steady four beat gait at that walk for an ex- you know, anything more than five or ten minutes, it's strenuous for them. Well, especially if they're overweight, overweight. Yeah. If your dog looks like a sausage, I would strongly suggest one block out, one block in, and do right. it a couple times a day. Right. What I always suggest to people is like, you know, the first time you go down to the next driveway and back, and yep. then do that for a couple of days, and then you go down to the driveway after that and yep. back. Yep. Or you can measure your distance in trees or mailboxes. Or- now, out where I live, that driveway is half mile oh, down the road. <laughs> <laughs> go to that. They go to the next one. Now we're two miles down the road. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I I've done that down to the next mailbox and back. Oh yeah, but that's what I mean. Is you you just so don't kind sit- of, yeah. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, all right, we're doing a we're doing a mile today. Yeah, exactly. Well, Doctor Jess, thank you so much for being on. How, and once again, how can they get a hold of you? Through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. And then thank you for all your great calls. Thank you, Carly, as usual. And job well done. And if you got any other questions, give me a holler up at Katie's Canine. I do have some Manners Please class coming up and and Walk Nicely class walk. It's just a one time. Check my website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to Katie Canine show page and the podcast.